0: Morning. Red ten standing by. Red nine standing by. Red three standing by. Red six standing by. Good night. Standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He laser Welcome to the Ion Cannon podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts Tom and William. Today we've got kind of a little bit of a double feature. We're going to talk about uh, season two, episode fourteen of The Resistance, titled "The Mutiny." And um, I feel like there was something kind of important that dropped today. I don't, William, Some, did you did you something see something?
1: Important? The trailer. Something, I don't know.
0: Finally, after at the trailer, we've been waiting for. Episode mean- 11, and now oh, I can't wait. What happened? No, I thought it 10? was the trailer that was going to go on the no. back
2: of my pickup truck. Just kidding, that was bad.
0: No, the uh, the we
1: finally got a trailer for the Clone Wars season seven, the final final season of the Clone Wars. Um, it is returning in just a couple weeks. It turns out the date that was in a previous Disney Plus video was not entirely accurate uh it was within a week um it said it'd be out on February 17th but the show will in fact be returning on Friday February 21st which makes a lot of sense given that the show always releases episodes on uh Disney plus always releases episodes on Fridays anyway but uh oh, um, but yeah I am so so excited the trailer I um,
2: cannot wait
1: just gives you chills like it's seeing all of our all of our favorites back again it's just it's wonderful and actually let's let's take a listen yeah let's listen soon
0: the galaxy will be remade Shots of the jedi and republic the jedi Die.
2: I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Ooh, a classic line. line.
0: Great care we must take.
1: Why would anyone walk away from being a Jedi?
2: We were trained to be keepers of the peace.
0: Not soldiers.
1: We clones. Mixed feelings about the war. Without it, we wouldn't okay. exist. Mandalore, King Mandalore. Streaming this February. One
0: part of the plan. The plan. Everything is about to change. Lore.
1: Oh, it's so good. Ahsoka on her walkout. That's a groundbreaking series. that a pregnant Padme in a hologram? Every
0: choice made has led to this. Maul versus Ahsoka.
1: Oh, yeah. Ahsoka has blue lightsabers. New lightsabers.
2: You know, it was very funny. Yeah. I'm sitting here just listening to the the joy of what is the trailer. And you guys are just <laughs> describing what was going on. I'm like, I, you know, I'll i say one thing when it comes to this. The animation is gorgeous. The The shot mm-hmm. of Ahsoka just standing there in shock when she looks at the troopers and Rex in front of her with the, the masks that are painted to, to basically reflect her face. That was just stunning. Stunning. and also the close-up yeah. on Maul's eyes when they were wide open, yeah. and they did that little flicker back and forth.
1: My
0: God, that was gorgeous. It looks better than it ever did. Oh yeah, when we were watching it originally, like you can tell
1: they they put they put they poured bl- bl- blood, sweat, and tears yeah. into making this a fitting conclusion. The conclusion they always wanted to give yeah. fans. And,
2: and the uh, the other thing that's really cool about this, come to the realization about this, guys. It had six seasons being on TV with commercial breaks and a mm. specific time they had to tell the story. Now it's on Disney+. Plus. That means two things. No commercial. And also, mm. Mm. they can take the amount of time they need to tell that story. Not saying they're going to be in hour episodes, yeah. but look at The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian technically could have been, it was over like 35 minutes, which technically you look at that, that's a straight 35-minute runtime without the mandatory commercials. Clone Wars, each episode now could be 35 to 40 minutes yeah. to uh, tell that story. Isn't that cool?
1: Wow. I mean, that's actually a good point I hadn't thought of. I mean, they, they did storyboard it all out and, and they did the yep. animatics um, uh, already. So it's it's possible they'll just stick to what they've previously, like, did, did in pre Um I, I, I would doubt that, but they don't they have to may add, the They may add other scenes now. They don't have to cut things out. They
0: can let it breathe, right? Or a lot of times they had to trim it down to hit 22 minutes. Yeah, and I bet you we're going to get some things that were added that weren't in the original plans. Oh, I imagine, especially around like the Siege of Mandalore. Right. I, I think got you're right.
1: Also, did you guys what? see who was standing next to Master Depa Billaba in the yep. Jedi Council War Room, the Jedi Temple War Room?
0: Yeah, that looks a lot. Looks
1: a lot watch. That looks a lot like a young Caleb Dune, a.k.a. Kanan Jarrus.
2: Well, it makes sense to him be there.
1: Right?
0: Yeah. And he didn't exist,
1: yep. at least as far as we know, when they were originally making this series. But they can drop him in there because now it makes sense. We know Depa Balaba was his master. Uh, and they can kind of tie in Rebels and Clone Wars together in a mm-hmm. really cool way. You
2: I mean, know what would be even cooler? They somehow have Caleb run into uh, Ahsoka. Yeah.
0: Anything is possible now. Anything Somehow I point. doubt that they will... You, I doubt know, but how cool yeah, would that be? How cool would that be? amazing. The sky's the, sky the limit here. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But you're right. The animation looks great. The, the The lighting looks just gorgeous. Joel Aaron and team did a fantastic job. Uh, they also are now in their Revenge of the Sith clothing, too. So no more armor. It's more of the flowing robes that we see mm-hmm. in in ROTS. So, yeah, it's looking... It's looking really, really good. For, for those yeah. of you who, you know, we've talked about this before on the show, but there are, there, we're going to see three main arcs, four episodes, and it will be released weekly, which means, uh, assuming they take no breaks, which is the same pattern they followed for The Mandalorian, assuming they don't take any breaks, we'll get uh, one episode every week on Fridays, uh, starting February 21st, which will put the series finale on Mar- Ma- May 8th. So we'll get twelve weeks of, of Clone Wars. We're gonna do one episode a week, not ep- not by arc, which is a little unfortunate, but you know, at least as you said, okay. Tom, there's yeah. no commercials, so that already makes the experience significantly better than we got Abs- when it was absolutely. airing on Clone Wars. Something I didn't even think about.
0: Mm-hmm. And you'll still be able to yeah. watch them
1: all together at home on your nice high, you know, big screen TV, high quality coming direct from Disney. No, you know, c- compression. I remember the early days of Clone Wars when be watching on your tv and you know the signals coming in from i remember the time like i think i had comcast and the signal was coming in it felt kind of compressed and there was ads along the bottom and so breaks right and like it just was like not the best experience and now commercial free as long as they want direct from disney high quality it's gonna be great it's a a whole new way to experience the clone wars and for those of you who have not watched the clone wars like now why is, haven't you to start with now is the best time to go in and do it actually Star Wars.com tweeted that if you watch four episodes a day starting today you will um, you, uh, you'll, you'll you'll catch up on the series before it premieres in uh, a month which feels a bit aggressive but hey if you want to do that more power to you um, you
2: got nothing else to do why well, not
0: in Clone fact. Wars is a great way to wake up in the morning, you know, watch a little Star Wars while you're eating breakfast. It's a great way to, I don't know, go to sleep at night. You know, fall we asleep, don't fall asleep, asleep a while Clone you're Wars. watching it. I mean, watch it and then fall asleep. Yeah, don't fall Get asleep while you're bed. watching. You well, may no, miss you're not going fa- it, to but it's not going to make you <laughs> fall asleep. <laughs> no, well, you, no, it's going to excite you and then you won't be able to sleep at all. You're going to be up for one the next episode. See, it's yeah. very, very straightforward.
1: And in fact, if you do want to catch up we On the Star Wars Report, we have our very own episode guide where you, we break down the entire series by arc. Because, you know, one of the nice things about Clone Wars is that they told these stories by by arc. And it's hard to believe. Like, we're talking about this now. We've been doing this for 11 years. But some of our listeners haven't actually seen the Clone Wars. It's very likely.
2: That's very true. That's very
1: and... So, you know, when they did the Clone Wars, they they felt they were, they released some of them out of order, like they would go into later seasons and then realize, oh, we had this new episode we want to, you know, this new story we want to tell, and they'd go back in time and, and you know, do an episode that maybe took place before the series premiere, for example. Uh, and so, you know, it kind of jumps around a little bit. For the most part, they're fairly linear, but there is some jumping, especially in the early seasons. And then, uh, especially as they went on, they, they started telling these stories in, two three four sometimes even five episode arcs uh, and it really is like a mini movie if you watch them all together as we were starting to talk about earlier when we were discussing the release plan um you you know you watch these in a, in a together in a three or four episode arc and it feels like a movie it really does mm-hmm. uh it's you know beginning middle and uh, and then they go landing on to at point story. rain still remember no, to this day. right landing so at good. point rain carnage of krell the mortis trilogy ahsoka mortis trilogy. On the run. like there's so much good stuff here and so um if you need a guide because you know if you're going to sit down and watch the watch the show for the first time or even rewatch the show uh, a lot of times you want to watch those arcs in in order and it's not very clear how, when do i start when do i how many how many episodes should i budget for tonight right well, that's where our episode guide comes in on the Star Wars Report. Uh, so if you go to StarWarsReport.com, search for Clone Wars Viewing Guide or Episode Guide. Uh, we, we, we broke it down in chronological order uh, and by arc so that you know, okay, here, watch these four episodes together. Watch those two episodes together and, and you can kind of plan your, your rewatch or, or your first watch. It so, is
2: well worth your time if you can do it.
1: Yeah. I've actually had a number of people... <laughs> uh reach out to, to me and be like, oh my gosh oh so thank you for putting that together uh in fact one of my coworkers was like i was looking for the right order and i online and i stumbled across your article it's a small world so definitely uh, check that out and let us know what you think we'll be updating it with the final three arcs which by the way uh the final three arcs are uh and we don't really necessarily know the order they're going to come in but there's the bad batch arc which was released in story real form uh, a few years I'm ago. guessing that's number one I'm it's guessing that is is two. yeah, and that's yeah gonna that might to be a great arc but it's the one we've all already seen like you can go on YouTube you can see an unfinished cut of all four mm. episodes um,
0: but it's still gonna be great don't get me wrong
2: it's gonna be great to see it finished is what I'm looking forward to I just
0: is it spoilers to talk about things that we know are in that episode I think it's okay if you're worried about it skip I, ahead. Uh, there's that sequence from the animatics where Anakin comes out and sees the Republic gunship yep. with Padme yep. yep. on the side yeah, yeah. That I hope that's still in there.
2: I hope that's in there because I've always wanted to see that fully animated. Because that I just cannot wait to see. Oh, I just I really with, hope it's in there.
0: You know, I I still love the the Re- I shouldn't say I love I, the animation of Rebels grew on me. I'd say over the mm-hmm. years, um, but Clone Wars animation was always so much better. And it's right. like as we saw in the trailer, it looks even better than it did back then. So I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing Anakin's expression throughout all that. I, I couldn't.
2: I'm just looking forward to see all of it because it's almost getting to the point where it's it's close to movie quality when you yeah. really look at it. It does not look like it's gonna, it's supposed to be on TV. It looks like it's supposed to be in a theater.
1: Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 animation, but it, it is by by far the best looking animation I've I've seen. Really, you know, it's yeah. some of the best animated you know TV show animation. You could it's like Pixar level, right, or or, or better. Yeah um so the the first episode is the first arc is probably going to be the bad batch arc all about the clones and how they're reunited with ahsoka well actually maybe maybe not another arc is going to be ahsoka's walkabout so this is what ahsoka does while she's um uh while she's uh by herself let me say and i'll just leave it at that uh and that's where we'll get to see probably uh level 1313 and coruscant and all the underworld stuff and then the third and final arc is going to be the Siege of Mandalore. The thing we've heard about now yeah. in Rebels, mm-hmm. in The Mandalorian, um, it's gonna be great. We're gonna get Maul. We're gonna get. Um, uh, we're, gonna get we're gonna get We're gonna get. We're gonna more Death Watch. Yeah, off it, Gideon. M- maybe. Uh, be, maybe. I wonder if they put it in the background or something. That would be pretty cool. Yeah,
2: it would be. Int- it.
1: Uh, Again, it's hard, probably hard for them to change the story because they did. I th- as far as I understand it, like they recorded all the dialogue when they, you know, a long time ago when they started the anime, because they record the oh, dialogue and then they animate to it. So mm-hmm. they That's may have brought point. in some, so of it, the, at, some of the
0: cast. That casks. makes it tough to change things up. They could, yeah.
2: but they could, they could make, they could make tweaks here and there to dialogue because as long as they have
0: uh, they the way that I understand in. it, as
2: long as you have a 3D character in there and you have a set piece, you could change dialogue probably easier in in CG than you could like if it was a hand drawn feature.
1: That's that's actually very true. Yeah, and there's no reason they can't bring the actor back in or actress back in and, right. and
0: re-record
2: and just do an ADR. I right. Just, yeah.
0: I I have this suspicion that there's there's something big remaining that they haven't told us yet.
2: We will find out February twenty first yeah. when it releases on Disney oh, Plus.
1: Also, the thing th- thing to be especially excited about. We've known for years that the Siege of Mandalore is where Obi-Wan and Anakin were when they were called back to Coruscant mm-hmm. to save the Chancellor at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. And so the Siege of Mandalore will tie in, most likely, I think we've, I think they've said this in the past, they will tie in Siege of Mandalore to Revenge of the Sith, to Order 66. You know, we yep. see Mace Windu saying, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi from Revenge of the Sith. It's very possible mm. we will see Order 66 again. We'll see what
0: Rex does uh, what Cody, yeah, there's, does. That, what, mean, there's that shot Wolf. at the end of the trailer, right? With, yeah. uh, Ahsoka and Rex, what looks like yeah. on a bridge of a hostile ship. I don't know. Will Rex turn? Will they, <sighs> you know, will they, well, we know Rex doesn't turn because he them. shows up
2: later. Will well, him? he shows up later and he's got the scar on his head saying that the chip has been removed. So, oh, so oh, many questions. So okay. There so is, good. there is still one question in the trailer that I've seen people bring up on the internet mm. The hologram of Padme with Anakin standing in front of her—that right now, for what I have seen—is is a question people need to have answered. Of uh, she looks very well pregnant in that, and he's not supposed to know she's pregnant until he gets back to Coruscant in Revenge of the Sith.
1: I think there's a bunch of explanations for that. I'm not worried. I,
2: I, you know what? I was thinking that too. I was talking to er- and my son about that. I think there's a way to there's a way they can do it. Um, I mean, and like, make it work.
1: Yeah. She, she's they, very they, visibly pregnant in the yeah. in the trailer, but it could be after they have that discussion of, Revenge of the Sith. It could be.
2: I uh, think that's where it's gonna la- it's gonna land because it,
1: he just I, doesn't notice.
2: You
0: know.
1: Yeah.
2: It, it it could have been a bad Anakin as many things,
0: but observant. Eh. Okay,
2: he's not like Kaz and Niku when it comes to resistance. So, what, a-
0: Tom? Excellent segue. Please tell oh, us really about. Oh the resistance season two, episode 14.
2: Sure. What we're going to be reviewing tonight is the mutiny. This was directed by Bosco Ning and it was written by Mugrid Scott. Now in this episode, Cragen buys a secret weapon to capture the Colossus and take it over. When Sonar discovers his plans, he tries to warn Kaz and the crew, but it may be too late to stop him or is it? Hmm. You know, yes. for, I, I, I finally happy they get around to dealing with the pirates on the ship because they they used them once to sit there and go out and get food but then after that you've never really seen them again until this episode yeah and it's great to see that there's a conclusion to this when the episode's over
1: well that'll be an interesting thing to see like you know is this the end of the pirates um i i really liked how you know in season one they were this anti- this third or this second uh third faction a second antagonist right the first order is mm-hmm. obviously the big threat but the craig and gore's pirates they were they were causing trouble a lot as pirates do uh and then you know at the end of season one they actually kind of have a change of heart and they help out um captain doza and help him escape the first order but, th- um, but that's
2: a question. Did it, did they really have a change of heart or did they just see it as an opportunity to, you know, um uh, not get involved in the first order because the first order actually did, you know, mess with them and this way there's a way for them to get back at the first order. Uh, so the easy out was just getting on the Colossus.
0: Yeah, and throughout season 2, we definitely see that they they do help, but only but, kind of. It's yeah. it's they never go out of their way to really Make a big difference with the rest of the group, you know. Right. Like,
2: I mean, even even in this episode when we saw them, they were still in their hangar bay when you know, Craig and Gar brings in the shipment of super battle droids along with a B one droid. They they smuggled them in. It was also wasn't really cool to see Matthew or hear Matthew Wood reprise his role as Roger Roger.
1: I just like seeing the the battle droids in general. Like we've seen them pop up a little bit in Rebels, uh, and now we get them in Resistance. Um, both the the B one. Uh, battle droid commander right uh, or who becomes the commander as well as the super battle droids it's cool to see them and it kind of ties them into mm-hmm. clone wars and helps it all feel like one big galaxy and you're, you're right it- like the pirates you never really know what their motivations are they're always kind of working in the background um and in this case they you know i think their their motivations kind of bubble to the the surface when they decide that they want to uh basically mutiny and take over the Colossus. Um, what What do you guys think of that that concept? Does that Does that make sense? Is that something something you think the pirates would do at at this point? Is kind of take over the Colossus? Uh,
2: I think from the point of view of Kerrigan Gore, he really had nothing else to do, and he's a pirate, so why the heck not? You know, because it seemed like they were just kicking back on the ship. And hey, you've got yourself you know a little little squad of super battle droids. Why not create a ruckus and try and take over the ship? Because he also was not happy with the way Dozer was running the platform anyway. I mean, they were they were all stuck inside the platform. They couldn't go anywhere because Dozer was always like, we got to protect you from the first order. Well, you have a pirate sitting here saying, why is that going to be the case? I'm a pirate. I shouldn't be stuck here. Let me take over this place so I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Why is he the one that, that has to say the law
1: and order on the platform? Yeah. I mean, they did have the ability to leave whenever they wanted, but again, you're right. They're, sure. They're pirates. Like, of course, they're going to want to take over rather than just roll and, over. And
2: look at it from, from the point of view. It's a bigger ship than what they got. Although I still think their ship was really cool. It was a really cool design. But, you know, the, the Colossus was a much bigger ship. They yeah. could have gotten more pirates on board. That's, that's a little bit yeah.
0: suspect though when you think about the fact that the Colossus is also what number one on the First Order watch list at this point. It's not a very <laughs> yeah, that's let's, true. let's
1: take over the most want, one of the most wanted ships in the
0: in the galaxy. Well, yeah, maybe but, not yeah. the best idea. But yeah. we are talking about pirates, so yeah. do they normally have good ideas? Yeah. Well, and,
2: like, and, and also, go ahead, go ahead, Steven.
1: i would say, you know, do they normally have good ideas? Like trying to, you know, buy a bunch of you know broken down battle droids from uh from the uh, the crimson corsair himself um that's who they they go and they they buy the uh the the battle droids from and sure enough like the droids they don't work they completely (laughs) fall apart uh and of course that necessitates them to to hire someone like Niku. To repair them thankfully as we find out later um doza i guess has been this was all part of doza's plan and he sent nico in to hoping that the pirates would recruit him but it's still a little odd that the pirates would want to recruit the chief engineer on the colossus to repair their
0: their battle well planes. you know nico just has such a such a dangerous reputation yeah and what also pirate wouldn't want to recruit oh uh, you're I, right. yeah hmm
2: yeah, but also he wanted to be a pirate to begin with when, he he can't, did. when it
0: comes to Nico, oh, He thought it was one point. of
2: the coolest things. He did
1: go on and, multiple missions with them, and he always wanted to be a pirate. So I guess I could yes. see, like, Craig is like, get this guy. He's already, like, begging to be part of us. And he sure does. He gets, like, buddy-buddy with them. They go out drinking. He's, like, you know, just having a grand old time joining the pirates. Mm-hmm.
2: And and who else are you going to get? You're going to get Kaz? I mean, that was a, that was the thing that I found interesting about this episode and actually quite funny is when Doza sent Niku, which we really didn't know the plan of what was going to happen. We knew that Doza sent Niku down there to basically a buddy, buddy, not that there was an ultimate goal at the end, Mm -hmm. but Kaz, the interesting thing was he felt completely left out of this thing. Like, wait a minute, why does he get to do something and I don't? So it was almost like that little jealous thing going on between Kaz and Niku and Niku the way he is. Never saw it and just continued on with what was going on. And Kaz the whole time was like spying on him.
1: Yeah, because Kaz is so jealous. And in fact, at the end, I love how Niku credits everything to Kaz. And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I learned everything about spying. I know from you, Or you know, like all you do is act clumsy and inept and uncertain and no one will believe you, you know, <laughs> which
2: was very funny. That's that very
1: accurate. So funny. Very. I I think I think resistance is at its best when it makes fun of Kaz, in in a yeah. way that like all the characters know, uh, and like kind of winking and nodding at the uh, you know, the writers are kind of winking and nodding at the audience through the dialogue, right. like, oh yeah, no, he he doesn't he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah.
2: Well, but when it comes to Niku, Niku was actually able to get the battle droids, and the Roger droid working for the pirates and the pirates are like, okay, now that they're working, let's go storm. I was going to say storm the castle, but that's a different movie. Let's go storm the Colossus and take the place over. So there you go. Mayhem ensues. Yeah.
1: Me- meanwhile, also throwing, um, Niku in a cargo container so that he is, uh, he, you know, he can't actually get out and, and, and stop them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I guess, Craigin's plan is I guess it's pretty good like he didn't have a bunch of battle droids honestly it, it, he he didn't have the biggest army
2: but but he had enough to create problems for Doza to take out a couple of the actual security droids on the platform right cuz if you think about so, it like there's a
1: bunch of residents but they probably don't really care who's in charge uh and then there's the aces who are pilots not infantry and then you've got a few droids like if anything got on the ship they'd kind of be in big trouble anyway. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I guess yeah, it 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 makes it makes yeah. sense. Um, but I liked some of the the the, the tricks that Kragan used. Like for example, you know Doza he he suspected something was wrong from the beginning, and as soon as the battle droids arrived with from Sidon ethano who by the way was played by uh, David Accord, one of the sound designers
0: very yeah, cool that nice touch
1: yeah yeah and uh, and the side on athano the crimson corsairs ship the messon martinet uh we've actually never seen in full we saw part of it in uh the force awakens but this is the first time we've ever seen the whole ship uh at, at one at one time and so this design was actually based on the lego version of his ship
0: that's cool yeah, nice little detail
1: yeah but uh it, it, anyway so it was nice you know he buys the 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 b1 battle droids from the from the crimson corsair side of the um and uh and as we said they, they all don't work but before he knows that they are no giant box right and doza comes and so to the to the hangar and so to hide the droids they actually put the droids the droids container the cargo container they like tie it to a, a rope and then throw it out the back of the ship um so it's like hanging that out there in space. I thought was
2: pretty cool. That was a really clever.
1: interesting touch to do that. Very yeah. clever, yes. Yeah, it was it, it was a it was That that was that was neat. Uh some of the other um uh, little touches they added to the episode like the design of the B1s. They're much more um uh they're, the paint scheme has been updated a little bit. They're a little more using a little more hodgepodge parts cuz they've apparently been in this uh, this cargo container for uh, for you know years and years uh, at this point uh, pretty much unused, which is why when they turn them on, they just don't work at all. Mm.
2: And that's why they needed Niku.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's exactly why they needed Niku to help to help repair all of the all the stuff. And as they're pulling in this cargo container again, I, just, I like to call it, given our our rating scale, uh, it was a nice touch to see. Um, Kragen yell, you know, pull you, womp rats, as they, <laughs> as they, how, but how, did he in. say how many womp rats? No, like how many pirates equals one womp rat? We, we may find out at the end of our episode, but yeah, I think didn't. that's
2: probably one of us yeah. is going to use that as an example of how many pulled that rope in, yeah,
1: but anyway, or so didn't. So, thoughts on we know Nico's a good engineer, but what what do you think of his ability to completely reprogram all of the? battle droids and actually give the B1 uh, like a, a secret subroutine to make it only adhere to his orders. I think what I find more fascinating about that was
2: Niku had the inkling something like this was, gonna go, mm-hmm. was going to happen and actually program the battle droid to do that. It seemed like he's a good enough mechanic to do something like this but to have that kind of foresight to know, and technically, they are pirates. They are going to somehow, you know, come back at you at some point and and stab you in the back. But to have that kind of foresight to reprogram the the B one droid to basically be the command droid, I thought that was
1: pretty cool. I thought that was a really good touch for this.
2: I did not really see that
1: coming. Mm. Yeah, it was a nice concept and again, because you know, Doza sent Niku on this mission. He knew that something was going on. He was the spy. And so he was able to kind of secretly program it to let him out of the, the cargo hold. And then later, you know, when they're all at gunpoint and the battle droids have him, and all hope seems lost, and they're trying to make him effectively walk the plank, which was again, a nice pirate touch. uh, Mm -hmm. You know, Niku was able to get the B one to turn and, and, uh, and, and get the, the pirates.
0: Save the
2: day. Yeah. Save the day. And I, and then you look at it from the point of view of, do you think Kaz would have been able to do that? No, I think Kaz would have been the one stumbling through it all and kind of spilling what the idea was. Niku seemed like the proper one to just say, okay, and just roll with it and do it.
1: Yeah. 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 So, Steven, um, Doza has banished Kraigen, uh based on Sonara's suggestion, which was nice. It was also nice to see Sonara yeah. working against the pirates in this episode. But Yeah, but I, it completes her character arc nicely. It does. Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling that was going to happen. Um, but do- Doza banishes the rest Of the pirates um, uh, Sans Senara uh, And he, he they let them leave l- Live uh, On one condition that they never ever Return to the Colossus Is this do you think this is the End of the well, the last we'll see of the Pirates I, this is the end of the Pirates I think it
0: is Because so we're at this Point we're what like f- Five episodes out from the end of this uh, Series yeah Four like
1: it depends on how you count, but yeah, it was five, three to five. If you count too I, hard, I'm
0: not good at math. We're almost done. <laughs> I, I think this is the end of them. I don't think we're gonna see the pirates anymore after this. Yeah, like this is kind of a send off. The pirates have proved untrustworthy; they're banished, and I think that leaves us room to kind of focus on fewer characters as we kind of start moving into that finale. Yeah, yeah.
2: and I thought what was a really nice, nice touch from Doza. Is when he basically banished them from the Colossus. He made sure he deactivated or destroyed their hyperdrive. That way, they wouldn't just be able to jump away.
1: Yeah, yeah. Part of me wonders, like, you know, since they can't jump away, this might be the last we'll see of them. They are out there, yeah. so it's very possible they could try to go pillage other people in the in the region. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, but at least they won't impact the Colossus anymore. There's a. Part of me thinks they could return in the series finale and like help save the day again as they did in season one. But then again, they didn't season one. So it might be a little too repetitive at this point. And I kind of hope it's the end of them.
2: Yeah. It would be a yeah. cliche if they end up coming back. Like, oh, they came back and did it again. After they got banished, they're going to come back. Uh...
0: Seen that, seen it once, done it. Yeah. I, I think we're done with them at this point.
2: Yeah. I think we're done with it too.
1: Yeah. So I think I, I think you're probably right. There's a chance they'll return, but this is, this is probably the last we'll see of it. And again, it was nice that they were able to kind of complete Sonara's arc where she started as a sp- pirate spy and then ended up becoming friends with uh, Kaz and the rest of the heroes and, and joining them and kind of becoming good and turning mm-hmm. against the pirates eventually and, and helping Kaz, who really didn't have a ton to do in this episode he was like spying on Niku a lot Mm -hmm. he got captured Um, but uh, you know at least um, at least Sonara was 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 there and she had kind of deal with all of her fellow pilots like for example Valak who (coughs) she says in the episode excuse me she's known since they were kids and she basically has to turn on Valak so it was really great really well done so Tom what would you give this episode
2: well, I think I'm going to give the episode a 7 out of 10 Womp Rats. I, I You know what? I thought it was a good episode. I thought it was a really good send-off for the pirates. Um, I'm kind of hoping we don't see them again. I think this worked very well. I'm happy we got to see the Battle Droids again, uh, and also Super Battle Droids. So now that they're on the platform, it's going to be interesting to see within the episodes left if they're going to be utilized at all. Um, so it, it was good. I liked it. So a 7 Womp Rats. So my seven Womp Rats, um, let me see, <sighs> am I going to be the one that's going to use the Womp Rats when they get thrown over the side in the, okay. So my seven Womp Rats, the so one thing you didn't notice is yeah, y- y- you had Craig and Gar sit there and say, you know, put some back into your guys. Don't be a bunch of Womp Rats, whatever his line was. Well, you didn't, you didn't, didn't notice it when they threw out the three crates. Originally, there were seven Womp Rats that were standing on top of those crates and they weren't seen. So when the three crates went over the side, uh, the seven Womp Rats kind of went with them and they kind of like never came back in. Those seven Womp Rats.
0: So they live in the crates under the sea?
2: Um, In space. Where space, no space. one can hear them. You get the idea.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Nice. So. Uh, Steven wanted to go next. <clears throat> yes, yeah, so I, I think I'm also going to give it a seven. It's. It's weird. I'm noticing, you know, once again as the resistance closes in on the end of the season, as we start to get to episodes where it's like, oh, I feel like this episode has a purpose. Like this is the episode where we're going to deal with the pirates once and for all. Mm-hmm. Um, that just that makes a big difference in how the episodes kind of feel and play out. They just they feel a little bit more straightforward, and they just they're more enjoyable, I find. Um, so I'll give it a seven out of ten, and I got to figure out what to do with my womp rats. Um Well, you know, obviously like any good pirate gang much of uh, uh excuse me, Krang. Uh, much of Kragan's pirate force are in fact womp rats. They're the grunt work, you know. They get they take mm. care of the important things in the crew. Uh, and unfortunately they were also uh, sent away. Mm. Poor womp rats.
1: Um, okay, uh, I'm going to make it uh, uh, a- three and give this seven out of 10 whopperettes as well again it was an, you know it was a good ending to the pirates um, I kind of wish we'd gotten a little bit more with them but at least we got to at least we got to finish out their their story uh, and I like how they brought back in the battle droids It's really cool to see the battle droids yeah and, yeah it's just I love it, it ties I feel like it really ties into the clone wars a lot better and it'll be interesting to see how they use these battle droids because now they're under Niku's command uh, I, I hope we get mm-hmm. to see them used at some point, point. and uh, so that that's that's pretty cool. Uh, and I also I say I have to get some credit to the writing as well because I thought some of the lines in it were were pretty good. Like for example, uh, why did I trust that conniving corsair? It was that's a good writing, writing conniving corsair. So uh, with that, yeah, I'll give it seven wampers. And my seven wampers, well, they're going to be waft walked off the pirate plank as they try to do with Dozo. So. So
2: does it sacrifice the seven womp rats? Okay, that works.
1: I mean they were they were they were colluding with the pirates. So well that's true. Okay. Uh well now that uh, the Mandalorian is is done, we're gonna try to catch up as quickly as we can before the series finale of Resistance, so, which is just this weekend. So get ready for that. Uh so we're gonna try to get a couple episodes for you out uh over the next uh week and a half or so starting with our review of resistance season two episode 15 and 16 the new world and no place Sit to and in this episode doza takes the colossus to a hidden world on the outer rim only to find it's inhabited by a race of beings who don't like them for a very good reason this is a special two-part episode released on one night um it's one of two two-parters we're going to get before the end of the the series so we really have the two-parter standalone and then the series finale which is a two-parter so we only have three more episodes of ion cannon to cover resistance left so stay tuned uh, with that guys i want to thank you as always for joining me thank you all for listening and we'll be back in just a day or two with our review of the new world and no place safe
2: thank you for listening to the ion cannon podcast your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far far away the Ion Cannon podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright
0: 2018.